Hi, this is Bianca. Welcome back. This is episode number eight of Slice of Prime, and I am very excited to do this episode because I have a new friend who's going to do this episode, and yeah, hopefully a lot more episodes in the future. So say hi to Rose, everyone. Hi, thank you, Bianca, for having me. I'm so excited to do this podcast with you. Yeah, so that's Rose, and she's also a fan of true crime, right? Even before I ask her to do this podcast, right? So Rose, tell us why you, what got you into, you know, true crime? Um, well, I've always been interested in, as an artist, that's what I do, cause uh, in my living, I listen to podcasts. So when I'm painting or illustrating something, podcast keeps me uh, going. It, it really helps me concentrate for some reason. Mm-hmm. And I found that yung true crime genre, you know, pinaka enjoyable for me. It, it's the most interesting thing to listen to when it comes to podcasts for me. So yeah, and I'm so excited na naging part ako nitong slice of crime. Yeah, so just like what Rose said, she's an artist and she's a great one. I saw some of the works that she has. It's really great. And aside from that, like she said, she's into true crime. And yeah, I think that's how that's how I started then with podcasting. Like really listening London to true crime podcast. So yeah. Okay, so anyways, back to the real agenda for this episode. So for this episode, we have a whole new story and this one's really interesting so rose do you want to tell us something about what we are going to talk about tonight i found it really mind-boggling because it's so unusual and there's a big twist at the end na hindi mo talaga akalae na nangyari so yeah it's a really interesting um missing persons case so we're going to be talking about nicholas barclay yeah, that's right. So, like what you said, I think there are at least two major twists in the story, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the second one is more shocking than the first one. It's just something that you really wouldn't expect to happen in real life, I think. Yes, it's a movie. Talaga. Yeah. Like, the coincidence is so, so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, we are going to talk about, it's a missing persons case, but it's not the boring kind of missing persons case. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, this is the story of Nicholas Barkley. So as usual, before we start, let me tell you guys something about our main character in the story. So we have Nick. So let's just call him Nick. Yeah. So Nick is a 13-year-old boy from San Antonio, Texas. And he has two older siblings named Carrie and Jason. And Carrie is already married. So yung set up, yung living arrangement set up nila is that Nick lives with his mom and his older brother Jason. And life for Nick and his family isn't always easy because his mom, Beverly, needs to work two jobs at the same time just to support the family since they don't really have a father figure now would support them. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing about this is his brother Jason is reported to be he's reported to be addicted to heroin and when he moved in with the family when he started living with nick and beverly according to stories he also got beverly their mother into doing heroin with him so yeah that's basically 
Nicholas and the family. Yeah, I know. Oh shit, that's I don't know. That's just weird doing drugs with your mom. But yeah, but I think here you can see now. You know, Nicholas has a really troubled life at home. Uh uh. Question. Mm-hmm. Uh does does anyone know kung nasan yung father? Hmm. No, not really. It wasn't really mentioned. Because there's um, but we watch a documentary about this case. Oh yes. Right. It wasn't really mentioned. Yeah, there's mm. a there's a documentary about this case. And it's a really interesting one. Thank you for letting me know about that. It's I found it really great. Na na cover nila yung whole story. Yeah, it was it was also a well made documentary. Like it will really get you hooked from start to end. That's right. true. It's called The Imposter, right? Yeah, it's called The Imposter. It's not, it became available on Netflix, but not on Netflix Philippines, mm. oh, okay. I think. So yeah, but yeah, the listeners can watch it. Just download it online if they want. On YouTube. Yeah. That's where I found it. <laughs> but, okay. All right. Okay, so no dad and mm. his brother, Jason, the older brother, got the mom mm. into doing heroin. With him, mm. that's so against motherly rules, diba? You're supposed to get your kid to stop doing yeah. that. Pero nangyare, your kid got you into drugs. Yeah. Parang major reverse uno card yung nangyare <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> true. But I think that's good that you mentioned that because I think that gives us like this idea of. Anong classing mom si Beverly? I oh, mean, yeah. I have nothing against the woman, but with that information, you can see what kind of mother she is talaga. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. According to the family, Nick was a known troublemaker. He skipped school most of the time, and whenever he's in school, he would always get in trouble. So he's not an easy kid. Mm. It's just a... Uh, when when I hear stories like this of missing persons, missing children, they're always depicted as mm-hmm. like a, a little angel, like he's so perfect. Yeah, I know, right? Like he's so good. He's such a good student. <laughs> but for some reason, this family openly admits that their kid is a little shit. Mm. And at his young age, he already has a juvenile criminal record yeah. from threatening his teachers, breaking and entering into a convenience store, and stealing mm. a lot of crimes already for such a young age. I mean, I'm not laughing because mm. it's a, it's a, it's a crime in the kid got missing. But yeah, how bizarre is that? Na batang bata palang thirteen, and to think na. It happened in America. Yeah. I mean, the people there are so sheltered. Pero this this one kid mm. is a little shit at such a young age. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's from Texas. But I know na based on pop culture, parang sa Texas, medyo ano yung mga tao dun eh? Medyo on the conservative side of things pa. That's true. Right? That's true. So to think na this kind of kid mm-hmm. is from Texas, kind of medyo uh, off-putting, but alright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his family is, you know, not painting a, a really angelic picture of him. Yeah. And another thing, this kid, yeah. he's got three illegal tattoos. Oh, shit. Yeah. 
it's a letter T on his left hand between his thumb and forefinger, letter J on his left shoulder, and letter letters L and N on his ankle. I just want to say, sobrang random ng tattoos niya. Oh, ano? Do we have any idea kung saan galing yun? Or what yeah. motivated him to do that? To have those? Yeah. But I Wala. think the more concerning thing about this is that sh- he's only 13 years old, but oh my god, he already got tattoos. Oh my god, my my mother would kill me. Kung meron ako tattoo at that age, I mean, I have uh-huh. I have two tattoos, pero mm-hmm. I waited until I'm an adult before I got them. Yeah, exactly. Parang I'm 21, but my mom would freak out if I go home one day and I have a tattoo already, but this kid is 13. So, yeah, you can see yun nga, like why you keep on saying nga, yung family nga didn't even, they didn't try to portray, oh no, to give like um a description of Nick as this goody-good kid because he's not. Aminado naman sila na he's not. Right? That's true. And right, I, so, mm-hmm. I saw from the documentary then, the mother was telling the reporters about Nicholas, about Nick, and the only thing she says mm-hmm. about her child is that he acts like an adult, mm-hmm. unlike most kids. He, they would call him mm. like a, a grown man at the age of thirteen. It gives us an idea of what kind of child this Nicholas Barkley kid is or was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, since Yunya, she's he's not he's a troubled kid, really troubled kid. But he also he can also look out for himself according sa mga taong kilalanya. So this next thing na mangyayari sa kay Nicholas is kind of a shock. So uh the tragedy happened on June 30, 1994. So what happened here was uh you know, Nicholas is a regular kid. He plays uh he plays outside, he's into basketball. So on that day, June 13, he told his mom that he would go out to play basketball with his friends. And that time, his mom just got back home from work. So ang ginawa lang ng mom niya is basically gave him $5 and went back to sleep. So a few hours later, Nick called their house asking to be picked up which i think this is pretty normal in the united states right like they would call Mm -hmm. their parents to pick them up would call their older brothers older sisters who can drive to pick them up and when walang commute yeah walang commute like if you can drive so when when nicholas called their house it was his brother jason who picked up the phone because remember uh his brother jason is living with him and his mom so mm-hmm. when jason answered the phone uh he told nicholas that he ayaw niyang gisingin yung mom nila because their mom is still sleeping galing work ganyan, ganyan. so he told nicholas that if he wants to go home or if he wants a ride home he has to find another person to do it for him. What a shitty brother, but let's talk about that later. So, sadly, uh, this is where the problem comes in. Because that night, Nick Nicholas didn't arrive home and the call that he had with his brother would be the last contact they would have with him. Yeah, parang understandable na he doesn't want to wake up their mom, but... Do not at least try to make sure that your brother is going to get home safe. Diba? 
it's just kind of I don't know. Maybe that's just how they treat each other. But you know, it's a real. Was it late mm-hmm. already? Late na ba? As in evening na? Nung time na yun? Um. Yeah, I think so. It was. I think late at night during that time. Na rin. Mm-hmm. Oh, that brother did not even bother waking up the mom to get his little brother picked up. What's up with that? Yeah, and yun nga. The sad thing is because of that, alam yun, Because of his brother being being so irresponsible, what happened was you know Nick got into the, some kind of danger or something. You know, we'll never know. So yeah, yeah. Well, he probably thought, yeah, this kid can take care of himself. I'm just gonna let him go, and mm-hmm. I am so drugged up, I can't even pick him up myself. Yeah, probably. I think that's what he thought. Because they keep on saying that Nicholas can take care of himself already. But still, nga, that one phone call or that one request na, you know, hey, pick me up when hindi siya nangyari, when it wasn't granted, that led to Nicholas' life being put into danger. Yeah. So, Rose, what, um, what happened on... So, the police investigated this, right? After Nicholas went missing. So, what happened there? Okay. So, upon investigation, the moment Nicholas did not come back home, so the police came in, right? They found... Uh, about Nick's history, nah, he's a troubled kid. They found out as well na the day after he went missing, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be scheduled for a court hearing, which would determine if he would be sent to rehab for juvies, for juvenile crimes. Because he's got a record already for doing a lot of bad things. So you ask us if you're a troubled kid, you're you're gonna be put on trial. Mm-hmm. And if you're found guilty, <laughs> you're gonna be sent to rehab. You're gonna you're not gonna be with your with your family. You're gonna be watched twenty four hours. And of course, a kid like mm-hmm. Nick wouldn't enjoy that. The police thought that's what triggered Nick to run away. They were quick to assume that maybe Nick yeah, just run away. Yeah. Which isn't hard to believe because his mom would say that Nick isn't scared of anyone and is more likely to get in a car with a stranger. Add this to the fact that uh, mm. Nick doesn't want to go to the rehab. And uh, the family, even though well aware of Nick's rebel-like behavior, strongly believe that Nick didn't run away. The family yeah. wasn't buying it. They thought... He got into someone else's car, but yeah, they really believe na yeah, they really believe nga na someone really took Nick. They said that Nick only has five dollars with him, and he didn't bring any belongings. Mm. So if you're gonna run away, it makes sense now. You're gonna bring something with you, right? Something to get you to survive out there. Yeah, exactly. And you, you only have five dollars. Uh, come to think of it, maybe he's got something saved up. Mm. Just maybe. Parang five dollars isn't enough if you want to run away, right? It's it's not enough if you want to run away. Really. <laughs> of course, but if he's got someone to plan this thing out, he wouldn't need money from his family, right? Yeah, that's possible. Uh, but with no clues or evidence, 
suggesting that he's been taken. Next case, grew cold. Mm. And cases of kids with troubled past, unfortunately, are always treated like it's a runaway case. Yeah. Still, it's reasonable to believe this because Nick has a scheduled court hearing. So mm-hmm. they've got all the reasons to believe that Nick just ran away. According to yeah. the police. So, the family says otherwise. Yeah, it's um it's kind of medyo dito pa lang support na to your meron ng undiv- uh, na agad divided opinion mm-hmm. na you know some people think Nick really ran away while some people think na he was taken by someone or someone did something bad to him mm-hmm. but it's not hard it's not hard to believe that he might have run away kasi nga diba? like what you said rose in juvie rehab you're going to be watched 24/7 so basically nakakulong ka lang mm-hmm. nakakulong ka lang din right mm-hmm. and since nick is going through this rebel phase he doesn't want that no one wants that right yeah it makes sense in his story mm-hmm. he's a little kid who does shit like that so the police of course that's what they would think but yeah. for some reason this family doesn't think so mm-hmm. and uh one more thing it was mentioned on the reports that there was no trace found mm-hmm. at all like Uh, there was no leads, just any tips at all. There's nothing. Yeah, literally, they they had they have nothing on this case. Nah, they have no idea. Senakuntasinik. They did interviews. No one can give them a solid lead to to have an idea of what happened to Nicholas. So it's not surprising that this case grew cold as well in such a short period of time. So, but yun nga, walang nangyari for three years. But this is where the first twist ha- is going to happen in October. So, this happened three years, October 1997. So, yung sister ni Nicholas, we have uh, Carrie. I'm having such a hard time pronouncing that name, Carrie. So, Carrie received a phone call from a man who introduced himself as a worker at a youth center in a town called Linares. So, the man said they found a homeless boy who claims that he was a victim of child sex traffickers and that he was able to get away. And the first twist here is that the boy claims or the boy said that he is Nicholas Barkley. So parang, fuck, after three years, Nicholas Barkley is back. And But that's not the only weird thing about this. So parang, so Carrie was like, okay, let's pick him up. Santong Linares na to. Santo sa United States. But Linares, it's, it's not in the United States. It's actually in Spain. Like, as we all know, a country miles away from Nick's home. It's super far from United States. Oceans away. Yeah. So it's gonna make you think, Nana, how did this kid end up in Spain? Like, okay, of course, you're happy na, hey, we got him back. This doesn't always happen. Like, kasi, when, diba nga, when a missing kid goes missing, parang, I think it's, um, 72 hours, yung critical time, right? Yeah. Parang, after that time, after that, period of time, if hindi pa nahahanap, some people already consider the kid as dead. But, 
in this case, Nicholas went back after three years and he is fucking alive. Someone is claiming that we have Nicholas and he's alive. So, yeah, what do you think? I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. But yeah, what do you think of that, Rose? One thing lang that I found funny from the documentary that we saw. Uh-huh. Uh, this, this sister, when she was talking to... The person who was claiming he found this kid named Nicholas Barclay, and she was told that it is in Spain. Gary said, Spain? Isn't that like across the country? <laughs> She's so stupid. Spain is just across the country. Spain is a whole different country, girl. Yeah, so they didn't expect nga kasi na Nick... At first, hindi nila ina-expect na mahanap pa nila si Nicholas. And then, mas lalo nilang hindi ina-expect na they would have to travel... Uh, they would have to travel outside of the country just to find Nicholas. Na Nicholas is gonna be there, right? It reminds me of, ano, mm-hmm. Taken, the movie. Oh yeah, Taken. Uh, the, the girl, the daughter, was taken to... A sex trafficking ring. Same happened with with this kid. Uh, for some reason, he ended up in Spain. Yeah, that's right. It's true, and he was really taken by sex traffickers. Yeah. How were they able to to transport this kid from the U.S., which is heavily guarded, in this, to another country? So this has got to be a, a really big syndicate, really strong one. Yeah. If that's the case. Yeah, if these are legit na sex traffickers, I think they have their ways, right? They have their ways of transporting kids from uh one country to another. But yeah, still very weird, very rare na he ended up in Spain. And like what you said, sa Taken, it happens in movie. Like uh, ha- you wouldn't expect that it's going to happen in real life. So it's just I don't know, it's just weird. I can't imagine the uh, the reaction of the sister upon hearing that maybe mm-hmm. you've already moved on you've already accepted it and later on you're gonna just hear some news now he's alive and he's gone through all this trauma mm. that's gotta be something to to hear i would lose my shit if that were me yeah that's right it's also rare for a missing child to be found mm-hmm. in another state let alone a whole nother country yeah that's right the sister, Carrie, flew to Spain in hopes that she will meet her missing brother. She's the one who did it because her mom is already too old for long travels. When Carrie arrived in Spain, she immediately went to the youth center where Nicholas is currently staying at. When she arrived, Nick didn't want to show up at first. People at the youth center said, uh, that perhaps this is because of the fact that he went through extreme trauma and abuse. But eventually, Nick loosened up. He went to see the sister. And a reunion between the siblings happened. Finally, she accepted Nick without any questions upon seeing him. Okay, so here's the catch. Uh, when she saw her brother... He was being oddly quiet, and she also noticed that he's wearing a scarf and a cap. He's covered himself up. Like, the entire face, you can't even see it. People at the youth center told Carrie beforehand 
that Nick claims that he lost some of his memory and he doesn't remember a lot of the stuff from his original life. That's why Carrie decided to bring with her some old and family photos. Okay, let's, uh, l- let me just get back to that part where he's covered himself up. Yeah, so that's the first big twist. <laughs> Don't you think it's bizarre? Nah, you can't even see the face of this guy. And of course, uh-huh. three years has passed. He would be a grown up by then. Pero, you would still want to see his face just to confirm that it's really him. Yeah, but you debang as have been ng mga tao sa youth center. Uh, Nicholas went extreme trauma. So, parang maybe that time. Uh, maybe that time, Carrie is like thinking na, alam yun, I don't want to push him. He's been through a lot. So, he, if he wants to cover himself up, if he doesn't want me to see him, then so be it. I think at that time, Carrie was just, you know, thinking about that. That makes sense. But in, in Carrie's case, kasi, you would want to confirm that it's your brother. You went through all this effort to go to another country to see this this guy who claims to be your brother, you would want to see his face, right? Just to confirm, so you wouldn't have any doubts. She didn't even ask to see his face at all. He, she just welcomed him. <laughs> yeah, mejo yun ngarin, mejo concerning then. Because like um, dun sa documentary, right? Merong dramatization of what happened. So parang there you can see na when Nicholas went to seek. Carrie, like, literally covered talaga siya. As in, covered. Naka-scarf, naka-sunglasses, naka, how do you call that? Naka-sombrero, naka-cup. So, parang, you know, anong unang pagkakita ni Carrie, he doesn't really have an idea kung ano na yung itsura nung kapatid niya. So, Carrie brought with her some photos, some old photos. So, she would show them to Nick. So Nick would gain some of his memories because uh, this guy is claiming that he has lost all his memories because of the trauma. And that's understandable. I mean, if you went through that, you would understand that you lost some of your memories. But this guy says he lost everything. Like he doesn't even know whose family is. To help him out, Carrie brought some old photos. Like, hey, do you remember... Uncle, this is how he looks. This is our grandma. This is you. Just to get him to recall his memories from before he was taken. Carrie was convinced that the boy she met at the youth center in Spain is his missing baby brother. But before they could go home to the U.S., they were stopped by authorities first. Of course, hindi lang si Carrie ang dapat convince, right? Yeah, that's right. So the Spanish authorities need to do a test to really check if this boy is legit. In the test, they presented five photos of the family members to Nicholas. And for every photo, they asked him one question. So they showed him photos and he was able to answer four questions correctly. So he was able to identify the people on those photos. And remember... Gary was showing her, showing him photos. So he was able to answer it, but he, he had one mistake. Apparently that's enough though for, for the authorities. They let him go and they were convinced that this boy 
is really Nicholas. And they quickly sent him home, gave him a visa. Off they went. So yeah, that's what that's basically what happened when Carrie finally met met up with uh, Nicholas, the kid that they found in Spain. But here's here are the weird things about the boy that they found in Spain. So here, uh, at this part, I'm gonna point out the differences between Nicholas and the boy that they found in Spain. So Nicholas, he's a blonde kid. He has blonde hair. Like, blonde hair talaga. As in, typical white boy na makikita mo. That's how Nicholas looks like. And the kid from Spain, he has dark hair na obviously deny lang para maging color blonde. That's the first difference. The second difference is that Nicholas has blue eyes. So he's a blue-eyed boy. And the boy that they found in Spain has brown eyes. And the third weird thing that I think is something that you can't miss. Nicholas, of course, Nicholas has an American accent. Because he grew up in America, right? Yeah, and, he's got a southern accent. Yeah, yun nga, yun pa nga yung accent niya, right? But this kid that they found in Spain, he has a French accent. As in French na French, right, Rose? When you heard him talk, like, you can... You can really uh you can really tell na uh this guy uh this guy is not a native English uh English speaker. Right? So pero the similarity naman is that they found yung mga ta- yung mga tattoos ni Nicholas meron ding tattoo meron ding ganung tattoo yung kid that they found in Spain. But still we can't look we can't deny the fact na bakit Ano nangyari? Anong nangyari dun sa buhok mo? Bakit hindi na blonde? Ano nangyari sa eyes mo? Bakit hindi na blue? So here's the explanation for that. So remember, according sa story nitong Nicholas that they found in Spain, according to him, um, may mga kumidnap nga sa kanya na child sex traffickers. And according to him, this child sex traffickers tried to alter his uh, his hair color and they made it into a dark color one so people wouldn't recognize him and also they said that I know according to Nick they put some sort of chemicals into his eyes para mag iba yung color ng eye niya that would explain daw I wanna emphasize the daw that would explain daw bakit naging brown na yung blue eyes niya and to explain naman yung nawalang accent niya according to him before though, kasi, when he was kidnapped for three years, the people who kidnapped him would train him to have an to have a French accent and would require him to speak only in French. Kasi daw, if he won't speak in French, oh uh, yeah, if he would speak in English, they would torture him and do bad stuff to him. So that's what happened. That's what explain. That's basically Nicholas Barkley's explanation kung bakit hindi na siya blonde, kung bakit hindi na siya blue eyes, and kung bakit nawala na yung English accent niya. So are you buying into this, um, I don't know, I, I, wanna call, I don't want to call it an excuse yet, but are you buying into this um, reason na Nicholas Rose? What do you think? It's, it's a lot of bullshit, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it sounds like a movie plot. Yeah. I mean, how can you alter someone's eye color? I mean, that's just one major thing. Because you would have to 
uh, surgically do that. Not just because on the documentary, mm-hmm. he was claiming that they were putting drops on his eyes to alter the color. But you would have to to do a surgery to do that. That's as far as I know, and it's a very dangerous mm-hmm. surgery too. So I'm not buying it. Yung yung accent. Uh huh. Siguro, it's probable you would still hear a little bit of that southern accent yeah. on him when he speaks English. That's how it's supposed to go. But for this guy, he does not have an accent, a southern accent at all. He he sounds like a Frenchman. And one more thing, um, mm-hmm. he looks he looks so grown up. Like he's supposed to be 16 years old, right? But the authorities were saying that this man, he's mm-hmm. got a shadow of a beard already. Yeah. Aside from all the other differences, yung eye color talaga yung hindi ko mm-hmm. feel. That's something you can alter. The family is still claiming that yeah, this is the guy. This is our missing brother. We're not gonna question his eye color, his accent, his his hair, and the fact that he looks like a grown ass man. We're just gonna accept him because. He's a little brother. <laughs> so here you can see palang na major bullshit, yeah. How about you? Mm, um, dun sa hair color, no. I don't think you can change that. And maybe if you can, it would, you know, you need a lot of money for that. Especially, I actually searched for this, yung alteration ng eye color. Celebrities apparently do that shit, but still, it's a lot of money para ma-alter yung natural eye color mo. And to think about it, would, alam yun, would criminals really go as far as that to change someone? I don't know. It's it's kind of bullshit. And like yung sa accent, ah, we'll see about that later sa accent. <laughs> yeah. So yun nga, like I mentioned, having said all those differences between this man and the missing kid, the family, the entire family, was quite convinced that this boy is their son, Nicholas. They have no doubts this is their boy. They started building the life that was taken from Nick. They showed him around the neighborhood, let him meet up with family members, and gave them back whatever he lost during all those three years that he was missing. They even sent him back to school. It seems like Nick's life is slowly returning back to normal. And at this point, he was already living back with his family for five months. And it was also told that he was meeting up with this girl named Amy, and he was really into her. Everything is back to normal. Like, nothing happened. They were not even talking about the trauma that that Nick went through because uh, according to Carrie, they wanted him to loosen up and open up about it himself instead of them asking about it because that would probably trigger some, you know, bad memories. But still, they're still not having any doubts at all. But even though they're convinced, the FBI investigators weren't very much so. Yeah. A special agent, Nancy Fisher, she was assigned to Nicholas Barclay's case. Her task was to get information from Nick mm-hmm. about the people who kidnapped him. Because, of course, it's a big deal, right? 
According to Nick, the people who got him run a child prostitution ring. It is vital for FBI to get information about this prostitution ring, especially considering that they are, the people behind it targeted children from the United States. Yeah. Unfortunately, due to the trauma, Nick cannot provide any exact and useful information for the FBI. All he can give was general information, which is something that investigators cannot work with. He can't give any names, any place, or even a description of the people who took him. There's just nothing he could give. He was just giving very vague information, really not helping. Because of that, Agent Fisher decided to bring Nick to an expert who can help him deal with the trauma he experienced. They also brought him there so they could get more information about the people who abducted him. Fisher brought Nick to Texas Children's Hospital where he met Dr. Bruce D. Perry. Yeah, so yun nga, dinala nila si Nick sa therapy, right? Because that's what you're supposed to do. This kid went through a lot. Like, if you think about that, this kid went through a lot. You're supposed to bring him to therapy, right? But, yeah. He was not hmm. displaying any troubles <laughs> is what the family yun says. Nga eh, yun nga yung weird. Diba nga? Yun nga yung weird na this kid was under a child prostitution ring for three years. Like what he's claiming, then he's not showing any signs of trauma. That's just weird. Right? So anyways. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. repress that when they get abused like that. They, they go mm-hmm. into uh, a phase where they try not to remember mm. it and they just live their lives and usually mm. it comes back later on. But in his case, it's been five months and he wasn't showing any any signs of abuse. So the family did not bring him, did not think about bringing him to therapy. Yeah, that's right. So he wasn't sh- showing any signs. But they're, supposed to, they're still supposed to bring him, right? Yeah. <laughs> but... Anyways, etong um etong time na dinala nila si Nick, this would change the entire trajectory of this case because when they brought Nick to therapy, this is where uh special agent Nancy Fisher, right? That's her name. Special agent Nancy Fisher would discover something really sinister about who Nicholas Barkley really is or who this kid is. This kid claiming to be Nicholas Barkley. So, he Nicholas met with a doctor named Dr. Bruce Perry and yeah, just like what I said when Bruce Perry met up with Nick it changed the entire uh, case. So, according to Dr. Perry, when the moment Nick started talking, he instantly knew that something isn't right. There are These are the things that Dr. Perry noticed the moment Nick started talking. The first one is that Nick's appearance when he started talking about what he went through doesn't doesn't match that of a victim of abuse. Because as usual, when you talk about what happened to you, when you talk about an abusive, uh, a traumatic event in your life, there would be sev- significant physical physical changes not observable. Because most of the time when people talk about something traumatic, most of the time, nagkakaroon pa ng panic attack. 
right? Yeah, they get really emotional. Yeah, exactly. You get really emotional. But according to Dr. Perry, when he asked Nick to tell him about what happened, nothing changed sa physical, uh, physical na itsura ni Nick or sa physical na... Appearance. Yeah, it, nothing changed physically in him. So, kasi nga, when you talk about something traumatic, physical changes like anxiety, increased heart rate, change in posture, change in pupil size, those are the simple things that you're gonna notice in someone. But he didn't see this at all na nag-manifest sa muka and sa body language ni Nicholas. So that's one of the red flag. So Rose, what is the next red flag? Also, he couldn't speak English without an accent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you grew up in the United States for the first 13 years of your life. You're supposed to still be able to speak it well. Dr. Perry, he instantly knew that it's impossible that he grew up in an English-speaking household. Nick has only been gone for three years. He also said, I don't know who he is. But I can guarantee you that the person I was interviewing couldn't have been Nicholas Barclay. Nagsalita na yung professional, the, the family, even though they're convinced. This professional is not. Who would you rather believe? Yeah. And yun nga, diba? Like, sinabi na directly ni Dr. Perry na, I don't know who he is, but I can guarantee you na this is not Nicholas Barclay. So, andun yung confirmation. Andun yung confirmation sa side ni ng prof, ng alam yun, expert saying na hey this is not this is not your kid this is not Nicholas so anyways of course nung nalaman yon ni agent uh nung FBI agent Nancy Fisher he immediately called Carrie and told her na hey we found the wrong kid this is not your brother but still the question there is why would someone pretend na they are a missing kid right and according this is another weird thing uh, here comes another weird thing when according to agent fisher when she talked to carrie about yun nga na hey this is not your brother ganyan ganyan carrie up appeared shocked and upset over the phone. And the FBI agent even told Karina she doesn't need to pick Nicholas up. At this point, yeah, let's still call him Nicholas. Now she doesn't need to pick him up anymore from the airport and that she would take care of it and make sure that the person pretending to be Nick doesn't have to stay with her family any longer. But when... So parang Carrie was like, all right, you can do that. Make sure na that, that, creep, that creepy ass dude is not gonna come back to our house. But pagdating nila sa airport, when Agent Fisher and Nick arrived at the airport, Carrie was there waiting for them. And when she saw Nick, she immediately hugged Nick, Nick and E. And she even went home with him without saying anything at all to the FBI agent who just told her, by the way, na hey, that's not your brother. An expert just confirmed it. So yeah, that's fucked up. But what's, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> lang you were upset over the phone. Tapos, now you're not. But ano ba? Um, I remember one interesting that I remember about this is that uh so this is a documentary, right? So si Agent Fisher mismo yung nagkakwento nito sa documentary. And nung tinanong nung documentary maker, nung interviewer si Carrie about this, 
I remember she just said, I don't remember her saying it like that. Parang sinasabi niya na hindi sinabi ni Agent Fisher sa kanila, sa kanya, na no, this is not your brother. This kid is not your brother. Right? Yun lang yun sinabi niya. And another weird thing about this is that, of course, Agent Fisher needs to tell the... Uh, need to tell her, uh, her superiors na, hey, we just have, we just discovered something. This is not the kid. And they have to find, they have to uh, take some DNA from Nicholas and, of course, from Nicholas' mother, uh, Beverly. Pero, the weird thing is this, Beverly doesn't want to give his DNA para ma-confirm if anak niya ba talaga yung batang nahanap nila sa Spain. And according to Agent Fisher, when they went to Beverly's house, when they got uh, to get the DNA samples, she refused so fucking hard that it even got to the point that she started laying down, lying down on the floor, refusing to give them anything. According to Agent Fisher, actually, parang nagtatantrums na bata si Beverly. She was freaking out. Yeah, she's freaking out so fucking badly. Ayaw talaga niyang mag-give up ng DNA to confirm yung identity niya. Uh, to confirm yung identity nung sinasabi nilang hindi niya anak. Right? Even the other members of the family refuse to give anything to the FBI. They doesn't they doesn't want to give anything at all. Ayaw talaga nalang makipagtulungan sa uh, FBI to figure out what's going on in here, what's happening in here. Right? For the family to react that way, there's gotta be something they're keeping. Yeah. Yeah, there's something weird about how the family's acting. But yeah, we'll find out more about that later. So anyways, they still they were still able to get court orders for Nick to submit his DNA and also uh, his uh, mom and the family members para may ma cross-reference with it. And I think this is not shocking anymore, but when they tested yung DNA ni Nick and yung DNA and yung fingerprints niya, surprise, surprise, it's not actually Nicholas Barkley. Yes, it's confirmed. Yeah, it's it's not Nicholas Barkley. And what's creepy about this is that it is actually a 23-year-old guy named, I don't know how to read this last name, but it's French, so I think it's Bourdin. Yeah, Bourdin. So this is a 23-year-old guy named Frederick Bourdin. Um, and it is an, and Frederick Bourdin is a criminal wanted by Interpol. He's a fucking criminal. And <laughs> yeah, he's a criminal. And he has the brand name, The Chameleon. Like, I think... He has he got this name because here's the catch. He has a record of stealing over 500 missing children's identity. And according to him, he does this so that he can have a place to stay. And Nick's family is just one of his victims. So that's fucked up. <laughs> so yeah, that's the first. Uh, that's the. I think that's the. That's the major twist. One of the major twists in this story. So again, this is not Nicholas Barkley. This is a fucking criminal. And nakapasa lang si Nicholas, uh, si Frederick Bourdin, kasi he has a small physic, small physical structure, and making it possible for him to tell people that he is a child. So even though he's a 23-year-old guy, pumasa pa rin siya because yung uh, physical structure niya matches that of a 16-year-old boy, right? 
I'm thinking about the family, right? Mm-hmm. This is your kid. This is your brother. This is your nephew. They they didn't find it out themselves. Mm-hmm. Either they're a big dumbass or they're really mm-hmm. hiding something. Yeah. Ah, oh, this guy. How was he able to accomplish this? How was he able to pull everyone's leg? Mm-hmm. It's something that happens on Detective Conan. <laughs> he made he really made them believe it. Really made them believe that he's Nicholas Barkley when he is really not. He has a French accent. He and he's not even blonde, diva. Right? So fuck. Let's go back to the documentary about this case. Okay. How it happened was this Frederick Warden guy. He was wanted by Interpol in in Spain, right? So the authorities found him by himself without any IDs, without nothing. So when he was taken, he was really afraid to give his actual name because, of course, he would be sent to jail. So he had to come up with something. He had to tell them a bullshit lie that would save his ass. The first thing that came to his mind was to tell them, yeah, I'm, I'm an American, and if you guys are going to give me 12 hours to to contact my family, I'll give you all the information you're going to need. So, yun nga, kasi what's good about the documentary is it uh, kinekwento siya based on the perspective of Frederick Bourdain, right? So, just like what you said, kwento niya na when he pretended na he was Nicholas, like, by chance niya lang nahanap si Nicholas, right? He asked to be in a in an office where he could have access to a phone. Yeah. Uh-uh. He could have access to a phone so he could make international calls to the U.S. Oh, yeah. That's part interesting. Yeah. Once he got hold of an officer, he pretended to be like a police officer himself. He said, I found a boy. He, he looks like so-and-so. He was basically describing himself in the hopes that Mm-hmm. the officer on the other line would give him a name. Once the officer gave him yeah. the, the name of Nicholas Barclay, that's like the, the light bulb went lit on his head. Like, oh shit, I've got a name. I'm going to take that name for myself. He asked the officer on the other line to send him a, a fax photo of Nicholas Barclay. And that was enough for him to claim his identity. He just came up with a big, big lie. And for some reason, people bought it. Can you imagine how how bewildered you would be if you were in that position? Uh, you were obviously just telling them lies and they were yeah. eating it. But <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a career criminal, right? Yeah, he, he's, a, he's a genius, he, to be honest. He copied 500 identities. He stole 500 identities of missing kids. So he's used to it. He's, he's not, he's this so is not his first rodeo. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and kasi nga, diba, when, dun sa documentary, um, they gave Nicholas, uh, no, 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 they give Frederick, like, um, Parang a file containing different posters of missing kids, right? Oh, yeah. So, parang nakita niya yung file ni Nicholas Barkley. And doon niya nakita na this kid is blonde, this kid has these tattoos. Like, everything. Doon niya na-realize, oh, shit, I look nothing like him. But maybe we can make this work. 
maybe we can make this work. And he did. He was able to make it work. According nga, di ba sa kwento niya, nagpatatu lang siya dun sa some kid sa youth center. Pinagaya niya lang yung tattoo ni Nicholas. Kasi, again, he has access to that information because of Nicholas missing missing uh, missing child's case. Missing child's uh, case file. So, yeah, yung mga alam ni, ni Frederick kay Nicholas, it's all in the missing file. It's all in the file. Kaya niya na-copy si Nicholas. But still, the question here is, Bakit naniwala yung family ni Nicholas na this is really the kid? So, that's here comes the second uh the second plot twist in the story. So, Rose tell us about it. Frederick Borden was sent to jail, and while he was in jail, he made a shocking phone call to the police. He claims that next family is responsible for his disappearance. He went as far as saying that they are responsible for killing him. Yeah. So, that's the second that's the second big twist in this story. They're claiming na uh Frederick Burden is claiming na I know what happened to Nicholas. Pinatay ng family ni Nicholas si Nicholas. And why would he say that? Yun nga eh, why would he say that? First of all, for me, of course, he knows that he doesn't look like Nick at all. He was just trying to live up to his lie. Na he didn't expect na magiging ganto ka. Kalayo ang malalating. Napunta siya sa US. He was given a visa. And he wasn't expecting that when he was telling the authorities his, his lie when he was first caught. Diba? He knows it. And the family obviously knows it. A sibling in a parent would know instantly if this is their kid. Yeah, so so basically, Rose, you think na Frederick is telling the truth, right? That's the most probable thing I could think of. Yeah, so you really think na Frederick Bourdain, um, do you really think that the family has something to do with Nicholas's disappearance, right? I mean, I can't blame you because the way they acted all throughout the story, all throughout the case, it's just, it doesn't add up to anything na parang you can really tell na ah, they're up to something. Something's wrong with this. But just to make it a little fun, I'm not gonna uh, agree with Rose. I'm gonna, basically, I'm gonna tell you guys why I think na Frederick Bourdain is lying na he doesn't have enough proof na the family has something to do with Nicholas's disappearance. And the first thing that I want to say here is that I want to point out na Frederick Bourdain, again, he is a career criminal. Like, he is a very, he is a manipulative guy. He knows what he's doing. And what, alam mo yun, there's this huge possibility na he just said that, na he just said na, Hey, they killed uh, hey, the family killed Nicholas kasi gusto niya lang i-shift. Feeling ko gano'n yung nangyayari. Gusto niya lang i-shift yung reaction ng public. Kasi when this uh news, when this news was um released to the bub, to the public, parang instantly nakalimutan ng mga tao na victim lang din yung family ni Nicholas. Parang lahat ng blame napunta sa kanila. So I think that's it. That's my first point 
on why I think Frederick is lying. He's not telling the truth. Hindi nila hindi pinatay ng family niya si Nicholas. But ikaw, Rose, you think na they killed him, right? Absolutely. Yeah, tell us more about that. I'm not saying that Frederick Borden is a, someone you can trust. Of course, he's a manipulator. He could very well be, you know, just framing the family. Because, yeah, he just wanted to get to get less attention on himself. Pero, uh, this is something he said on the documentary. He said, quote-unquote, They knew I was not Nicholas. They didn't believe a word I said. They were good at not showing it. I remember in Spain, Gary did everything for me. When I didn't know something, she told me, that's the house we used to live in. That's my daughter. That's your niece. Do you remember that? Remember that. Remember that. Remember that. So, a lot of manipulation on Carrie's part kasi she was trying to fill the gaps on his mind. Why would she do that? She should be trying to convince herself instead that this is her brother. But instead of doing that, what she was doing is trying to to make this man into her little brother. Furthermore, uh, Gordon said, She wanted to put in my head so I would never forget. She couldn't say that I, was, I wasn't her brother. Did she believe it or not? If you ask me, no. She did not believe for a second that I was her brother. She decided that I was going to be her brother. That's so strange for Carrie to do that. If that isn't sketchy, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. Like, that's true. That's true, right? But again, I want to point out, this is this guy is a career criminal. Like, how sure are we that he's not just manipula- manipulating the story for the documentary, right? That could be true. And I don't know. But yeah, but like... That's true na nga na um, you can't trust this guy. Pero what if he's telling the truth, right? What if pinatay talaga ng family si Nicholas? Pero ano nga, walang any evidence showing na pinatay nga si Nicholas. So, ganun, ganun ba kagaling? They were good at hiding it. But are they really that smart? Oh, I mean, that's I true. Don't, I don't wanna be, I don't wanna be mean, but Are they really that smart? Ika, what do you think? Are, do you think they're really that smart to hide a murder for three years? You, you're, you're making a point. Uh-huh. This family is not at all the brightest. They, they sound so dumb to me, to be honest. I mean, Carrie, she didn't even know that Spain is another country. Yeah, <laughs> they don't sound like a bright family para ma mafulion investigators and hide a murder but still uh, no i don't really i don't really trust this family at all you see there's another thing we haven't mentioned yet uh-huh seven months after nicholas disappeared jason the brother the one who refused to pick up nick he gave a phone call to the police and said that he saw nick uh-huh he was trying to break into their home Seven months after he disappeared. And instead of trying to get his brother, what he did was make a phone call to the police saying, hey, my brother's here. He was trying to break in. 
he said that before the police came in, he ran away. This is something that the police are saying uh-huh. that is very common. Um, when people go missing, the perpetrators usually make a phone call similar to this to get them to believe that the, the missing person is still alive. But in fact, they're already dead. It's just a way for them to cover the fact that he's already dead. Uh-huh. So that part, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really at loss to what what's going on with the family. I think this this is my opinion. I think it's the the brother who did it. Another thing, after Frederick Borden made claims against the family, Jason ended up dying of overdose, drug overdose, a year after. Mm-hmm. Frederick was put to jail. What do you think led to his overdose? Because uh, the people were saying he was not a drug addict anymore prior to this, but all of a sudden he he got into drugs again. So Jason? Yeah, he he died of suicide. I think it's suicide, probable suicide because he overdosed. Yeah, but but he was a heroin addict, not before. Like he got his mom into doing heroin. No, um, when Frederick was in jail, he was no longer an addict. Oh, when Frederick uh, Yeah, when he was picked up by the police. He was no longer an addict by that time. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. after he made claims that the family killed Nicholas, Jason, Jason started picking up drugs again. And he overdosed. Yeah, he died of overdose. So, parang... Yun nga, they would uh they would um open up an investigation sana right yes. dito sa kapatid ni Nicholas na si Jason but they weren't able to do that kasi nga namatay na yung brother to due to a uh, drug overdose even before they do it so and parang, I think it's a suicide I mean yeah they they're saying na it's suicide eh. like it's how do you call that like in overdose, nag OD talaga siya by himself. Yeah, and he wasn't even an addict anymore. Pero mm-hmm. he started doing drugs again because there's allegations against him. Yeah, to that's save right. his ass, he just fucking overdosed himself and got killed in the process. So that's telling me that he was guilty. It's gotta be something, and also the reaction of the mom. When, uh-huh. when uh, they were trying to get the DNA samples from her, why would you even freak out? Why would you not allow the authorities to confirm if this man that you let into your home is really uh-huh. your, your kid? She went as far as you know, being a lunatic to, <laughs> to, to make sure they don't get anything from her. Those reactions, uh-huh. the fact that Jason OD'd himself. It's just telling me that they're really guilty. They're hmm. responsible in the disappearance of Nicholas Barclay. I think they just use Frederick Borden's story to cover their ass. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, isn't that, isn't that the most sensible thing mm-hmm. to think of on the, about this case? Mm-hmm. What do you think? <sighs> Honestly... I honestly believe then that they have something to do with it, but I just can't stop thinking about the fact nga na 
this guy is a criminal. Like, nakatakas siya ng 500, nakanakaw siya ng 500 identities without being caught. But, I don't know, man. I think this guy is, he's probably, I don't know, I couldn't fully trust him, to be honest. I couldn't. I couldn't fully trust him. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, ang question ko din about Frederick Borden. Why on earth would you choose to have this career? <laughs> yes, he was doing this for 500 times. He's so fucked up. He has, he has such a fucked up life. Nakakapagod yun, tangina. After no mahuli siya ng police, he was doing it again. He was back at it, back to stealing missing children's identities again. Like, it was really his his hobby. <laughs> yeah. But yun, I, I understand. This guy is not something you're gonna want to trust. But again, the family too. It's just a whole tangle of of mess. <laughs> This case. And up, mm-hmm. up until now, it's still not solved, right? Mm-hmm. But Um, it's already closed. They closed it already because they don't have anything, anything at all, saying that Nicholas was, um, Nicholas was murdered, right? They didn't find anybody, nothing at all that would lead to that. So it was closed. Parang alam mo, walang wal until now. Okay, na solve natin yung issue na uh, Frederick Bourdain pretended to be this kid, but. We don't really know what happened to Nicholas. Nakakalimutan natin si Nicholas, right? It's sad because this kid, this kid went missing, right? Para all of a sudden, nawala yung attention ng tao sa actual case that we should be all talking about. Where's Nicholas Barkley, right? Where's this kid? Where's this 13-year-old kid? And it's been 93, 94, 95, 97. No, no, no. Yeah, it's been since 1997, right? Until now. No clues at all, nothing at all. Kung asa na si Nicholas, what had really happened to Nicholas? It's a sad, sad story. Yeah, it's a sad story. Yeah, I, I just don't know what to believe. To be honest, you're making a good point. This, I, I just can't. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> But we should, we shouldn't trust. Frederick Bourdain, but at the same time, we also shouldn't trust the family, right? Yeah. I think that's one thing that we need to remember about this case. Don't trust anyone. I don't think we'll ever find out. Sadly. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know, man. It's it's uh, weird. This is a very weird, uh, very weird story. But again, walang resolution to it. Kasi, yun nga. Oh, one thing that I want to point out Kasi nga, diba, the family is all acting weird, right? Like, inaccept na lang nila na, yeah, this is our kid. I just want to say, grief kasi can do so much when a family or when a person is grieving. I don't know, man. You don't know what's going on inside their head. Eh? And this is a missing child's case. So yung grief nila, wala talaga siyang finality, wala siyang closure, right? So parang... Alam mo yun, parang I can only imagine what they're going through. If they're really grieving, ha, yung lost ni Nicholas. But, yeah, what if they're not guilty? So, sobrang evil nung ginawa ni Frederick Bourdain. But, at the end, parang 
may mga tao na galit pa sa family ni Nicholas. But again, we shouldn't trust them kasi again, meron din silang mga ginawang actions na very, I don't know, unexplainable, right? So, we really can't find out. It's been years and years ago. Yeah. This case has been boggling people's minds ever since. It's been years. No one really knows. Yeah. Ha, huh, but anyways, yeah. I think that's it. Wait, do you have anything else, Pa, Rose? No, I, I, that should be all. So, yeah. I think that's it. That's another you know, fucked up story on this podcast. <laughs> so, that's the story of Nicholas Barkley. And, yeah, thank you for listening. Yeah, and wait, uh, I want to say, I want to plug pala the different social media kasi the podcast is getting a lot of followers. Wow. Uh, getting a lot of listeners, more listeners, but not a lot of followers on social media. So yeah, guys, if, uh, you know, check out, check out our page, Facebook page na hindi na update and Instagram. And if you guys have any questions, anything at all, like if you have a theory or any case na you want to hear us do, just let us know. We'll be more than happy to talk to anyone. Yeah, me and Rose. Yeah, let us know what you think about this case. Yeah. Because we, we can't agree on something. Yeah, may namiss coming something that you guys want to share with us, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you believe in Frederick Borden's story mm-hmm. or no? Yeah, so I think that's the question yeah, that leave natin sa listeners for this episode. Uh, do you think Frederick mm-hmm. is telling the truth or do you think uh, the family is innocent? So I think that's it. So thank you for checking this episode out. Uh, checking out this episode. Join us again for another uh, case that we are going to talk about next week. Yeah, bye. bye.